coming up on this episode. Lifestyle change. Yeah. Not just a purchase. They're not just purchasing a nutrition plan. We're trying to change people's way of thinking. Yeah. And educating at the same time. My leg, it was just in agony. I just wanted to sit down again. Yeah. That's all I want. I could not sit down. I don't. I like to think I've done a good enough job for them not to do that. Yeah. But people do relapse. I relapse. Yeah. Fucking hell, I've just slipped up on my diet. I've done shit down. Like, yeah, but it's only one day. And I noticed it, but it's only one day. Let's get back on it tomorrow. Yeah. You cannot change what you've done. But you can change what you do. You can change what you do tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And it, In my time, I've been partial to a sausage. Greg's. I've been partial to a sausage roll or two. You can get a five pack of sausage rolls yeah. for a quid, and they're quick and they're convenient. Exactly. You just put them out, and you can't just eat one sausage roll. You get the whole fucking lot with a bottle of ketchup. No. <laughs> So, some stats. You ready? Yeah. 29% of adults in the UK yeah. classed as obese. Yeah, which has increased. Yeah, it has. It's a 3% increase yeah. from last year or the year before. My job is for them to walk out the They've trained. They've got, they're working towards the target and they feel great. They can tell me anything that really. And then I'm there as support for that as well. It's not just a case of that. And that's that human connection. Yeah. As in, right, I'm not just in this for money. I'm really not. I, I'm really passionate about it. Uh, I want people to get results. The, the biggest reward for me is not the money at all. It's when people reach that target. Okay, welcome. If you've not been here before, or welcome back if you have been here before to the Byron's World podcast. I want to start this one um, by saying thank you to everyone who watched the last pod we had with Danny Mayer. Um, thank you to everybody who subscribed as well on YouTube, everybody who's followed on Spotify, and everybody who's give a rating and subscribed on Apple Podcasts. I do appreciate it very much. Uh, hopefully, I'll carry on entertaining. And today's guest, we've got Tom. Uh, Tom, who are you? What do you do? Why are you here? Uh, I'm Tom Bushell. I'm a personal trainer. Um, my company's called HGB Personal Training. Um, yeah, that thing that's right. on the video. Uh, basically, I'm here because you asked me to be, and I was all excited about it. So I've got. So, I, <laughs> so the main reason I got you on, um, I thought it'd be really good just to speak about fitness, speak about the way the obesity levels in the UK are going, etc., mm-hmm. etc., et and what we can do as a nation to try and uh, not turn into America, pretty much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you're a PT. Yeah. What do you help, what do you help people achieve? Basically, it's a very, very wide range of what you can help people achieve. They come to me for like, I need help with motivation, I need help with weight loss, I need help with nutrition. There's so many different things you can go through with people. And sometimes it's just a mental battle that they can't get themselves to the gym, they just don't have no drive to do it. Um, And it's education, really. Like I've been, obviously, on my own journey, and I've been up and down in weight, that sort of thing, and I know how to get there. And the biggest thing for me is motivating people educating them and setting them with the right tools to do it themselves, really. How long have you been at this now? I know before this you was in the building trade, wasn't you? So what was what made you want to become a personal trainer? And yeah, what's the what was the 
drive behind it because you used to be an electrician, didn't you? Yeah, I did my apprenticeship as an electrician. Uh, stayed in that for about two years, and then I did my started my PT course. Did that. Went to work in commercial gyms. Did all that. It's very expensive way of doing it. Uh, if you can't get your client base, you're going to struggle, and you really have a lot of PT struggling to find rent and whatnot. Uh, went back into the building trade, progressed a bit, ended up a site manager. Um, had a bad experience in building trade, but we won't go into that. Uh, <laughs> you know, we could have a whole different yeah, podcast about yeah, that. Yeah, well, we'll do a separate day for that. Mate. We'll do a separate <laughs> day for that. Uh, came out of that and just thought, I'm going back to what I love doing, which is PT. And the difference is from the job I was doing in the building trade is I used to get up in the morning and just think, oh, shit, I've got work, can't bother going drag myself to work now I'm up out of bed straight to my clients even a lot earlier than I was setting off for work before like before I could leave the house anywhere between seven half seven now I'm up at five o'clock in the morning boom straight out of bed straight to my first client love doing what I do helping people reach goals making improve the life self-investment absolutely brilliant love it so I'm just straight back into it it was a hard transition especially financially, because you have to build your own client base yeah. and whatnot. So, obviously, it took a huge wage drop from the wage to zero. Uh, built it back up again. Now things are good. Now things are good. So, you said that you you tried working in the like commercial gyms. Yeah, I did the first time around. Uh, I think, I'm not going to name the gym, but I didn't think I've, I was in the right place at the right time. Can you rhyme the gym with something else? Uh <laughs> Not off the top of my head without no, no man, I can't do it. Not doing it. Not doing it. So then you went, you went, set up your own business. Yeah. Um, and now you're just, you know, I'm guessing in your game it's a lot of word of mouth. So somebody comes to you, say they they train with you for eight weeks. Yeah. They have great results. Say it's Barbara, for example. Barbara's come to you. Said, look, my uh, my husband's sick of my bingo wings now. <laughs> I need to get rid of them. Eight weeks later, Barbara, nice and slim down. And then Barbara's friend, Patsy, bloody hell, where do you get rid of your bingo wings? How do you get rid of them? Well, I went to Tom. Yeah, definitely. It is a lot of word of mouth. A lot of it can be done through marketing if you do, if you do it right. This is a hard game to get going. But as soon as you've got that ball rolling, it starts coming. I did it the hard way this time because I didn't... With the commercial gyms, you walk into a gym and you've got potential clients there of all the gym memberships. Right. Everyone who walks through that door, you have a chance to either talk to or be in the gym. They come to you. You're the face of the gym. This time I've done it slightly different where I rent my own space or I train people in their own homes or I train them outside, wherever they want to be. So I either travel to them or they come to me at the, at the private space, which sometimes works in my favour because people don't like busy gyms. Yeah. So they walk into a gym and they feel intimidated by it, which is a confidence thing. And I try to get people in the gym once I've given the tools and the sort of confidence to get going. I try and I give them programs, get into the gym, let's do this, do this, still train with me, let's reduce your sessions. You can do your sessions in the gym and then just do one a week with me or one a month with me, check in, we'll see where we're at and stuff like that. But it was harder building the client base this time because it was literally, like I said, word of mouth or on Facebook, Instagram, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Because we're me and Tom, we've been we've been friends for years. Um, I remember the first time <clears throat> when you tried making a shot at it, when you was working in the commercial gyms. Um, 
at that time when you became a PT, I felt it was there was a there was a time where the market was very oversaturated, and there was a lot of people trying to you know trying to be a personal trainer at that time. Um, when you was working in these commercial gyms, obviously there was other PTs there. So I'm guessing to get the clients, you was all kind of like seagulls around a piece of bread. Yeah. What was it? What I suppose what I want to say is, what have you had any not bad experiences, but do you ever like come to loggerheads? Was you coming to loggerheads with other PTs in there? Is it quite a bitchy industry when it's in a commercial environment when everybody's trying to get clients within that one person, like one space? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I wasn't because I didn't like to train on people's toes. Like, yeah. You've got your clients, you've got your clients. But the problem when I went into the commercial gym was everyone had their clients. And when I was there, I was doing all right, don't get me wrong, but P- PTs were coming in and out the door. Even the time I spent there, I'd see one PT come in for a month, then go. Another PT come in for a month, then go. No one, and they were just like in and out revolving door because the people who had already established themselves there that people knew people get like say word of mouth so anyone who joined that gym were like oh yeah I've got this PT it's calling Craig Craig great PT use this guy so he's already got that client before they walk through the door yeah, yeah, yeah. so until you've established yourself with the clients that you had which could have been few or none then you didn't really have the reputation it's all about building your reputation and getting the results yeah which must have been like hard because how you meant to get, you know how you meant to get a ball or you were saying like people are coming like stay for one yeah, month yeah when clients are already taken <clears throat> yeah yeah so yeah. people people going through you were saying people are coming for a month being a PT in that one gym for a month and then leaving yeah do you think that's because they just couldn't make it pay yeah they couldn't make it pay because like rent was extortionate like when you first went like they had like a, a bit of a scheme where like you worked so many hours and your, your rent was cheap and then all of a sudden, after like, it's a bit different now. I know, I know, some gyms are a bit more lenient with it, but you did so many hours and your rent was cheap. And then after so many months, they put you on full whack then, and it's like four or five hundred pound a month paying rent. So the first, say, you don't always charge this, but you say you're charging thirty pound an hour. Your first ten to fifteen hours of that month is just paying your rent. What I've always wondered as well, say if you've got, say we'll, we'll just say we've got we've got two clients here, we've got Bob and Jim. Yeah. Jim. Bob. Can't really say Jim, <laughs> Jim in the gym. Jim in the gym, no, uh, you have to change that, mate. Uh, change Bob gym. and Dave. Yeah. Right. We've got Bob and Dave. <laughs> Bob, Bob trains at one gym. Yeah. Dave trains at the other, but they both want you to be their personal trainer. What's the crack? I've always wondered, what's the crack with that? So say if you're not a member at that gym, but Bob got, do, do they, if he went to the reception or whatever and said, look, I've got a personal trainer, is he all right to come in? What, what's the protocol there? It's discretion in the gym, I think. Right. There's certain gyms where I know, and I, I always ask first, I'll say, can I come in here? If I pay for two people to come in. Yeah. Like, or if they're a member of the gym, if, if I pay myself to go in, can I train this person? But you have to produce your insurances and all that because you obviously have your own public liability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indemnity and all that. So the last for all that, it can be done, but it is a discretion of the gym. If they feel as though... Because some gyms don't have personal trainers, but like say you walked into... 
the one near here. I don't want to. I don't know. I'm not to name drop. Well, well, we'll just say we'll say generic. Yeah, you can name drop. We'll say Pure Gym for example, because that's nationwide. No, we'll say it? Pure Gym. Yeah, it's got his own personal trainers. The, the pictures are up on the wall. They're, they're employed by technically employed by Pure Gym. They're self-employed, yeah. but they're in Pure Gym. So Pure Gym are providing that client base. They're paying rent there. So why should they let anyone else in to come and do it? Yeah. Like they, I could be paying each time six pound or twelve pound for me and a client to go in where they're paying high rent to get that client base and you're taking clients off them. I could be a member at that gym yeah. and then say, oh yeah, I'll train you. But I'm only paying £16 a month where trainers are paying for the facilities a full rent to get the picture up on the wall, say they're a personal trainer there. And it, So if you've got, I think in pure gym and stuff like that, they'd just be like, nah mate, out the door, get going. So what if a client comes up to you and they're not assigned to any gym, will you try and get them in the gym that you're you already signed up to? Uh, when I was in commercial, probably, yeah. yeah. Because that's your place of work. You, you, when you walk in and to get your client base, you're there from when the doors open to when when they shut. So it's like long days. Obviously, you, you might have other things on. You can you can literally go in and out of the gym as much as you want. But you want to be there as much as you can just so people see your face. And yeah, it's like, yeah, this, yeah. Guy's a, this, guy, this guy's a trainer. Let's get chatting to him. You get chatting to people. You build a rapport with everyone. You get your clients that way. But now, obviously I'm doing it outside of the gym. There's so many other ways of training. Like I have mainly home clients now where I travel to them. Yeah. So at the minute I'm just carrying gear around. I'll, I'll, I'll go in there, I'll plan sessions, I'll do it with them, they'll smash it in out there and it's convenient for them. Yeah. And like I said, some people don't like gyms, but there will be a time where you can only take them so far and they'll be like, right, I've come to the studio that I rent. It's basically a small gym uh, where no one else is there or I've given you the tools now let's go and do it let's go to the, let's go to the studio once I'll show you what to do then you can go and do, join the gym and then you can cut down sessions with me yeah I'm not trying to do myself out of work but I don't want to go off either yeah, yeah. so if I'm which is probably not a good sales tactic but <laughs> I'd rather not charge someone for my time if they don't need it yeah if they're at a place where they could they can do it themselves. There's no need for me. Yeah, well, that's good of you. That's good of you personally because yeah. there's so many. I see so many people like in the in the gym that I train in. You can see there's there's so many. I'll see a PT one day, and then three months later, I'll see the same PT with the same client doing the exact same things on like like hill sprints on a treadmill. Like yeah, why yeah, you pay? Yeah. Why why is this PT taking money off you? To, yeah, but sometimes some, it's a motivation yeah, thing yeah. a lot of time. It, yeah. it people feel. I think a lot of people they feel like if they're paying for it, then they're gonna do it. It's weird. It, it must is, be something works. to do. Like, like you say, like if they're paying for it, they're gonna do it. I've been told before from clients, if you went here, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. If you weren't stood next to me saying, "Right, come on, let's go," I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. I'd just be like still sat on the couch, not doing it. So that's yeah. when it comes back to the motivation thing. If people are paying for motivation, fine. Yeah. If it works, it works. If if, if, if me telling you we've got a session at this time, be there, be, be on time, let's get it done. If, that, if that's what you're paying for, that's fine. Obviously, there's more to it than that. But mm-hmm. That works. Sometimes that's all you need. Like Some people know how to train, they just don't do it. Yeah. They just need someone to say, right, come on, let's do it. So... What's your like main demographic? Like Which, like, which age group's the most popular uh, of your clients most po- it's probably 
and it's just quite a wide range. But most of my clients are between twenty and thirty. Right. I do have a few older clients, but it's a completely different ball game because they do it like they've been in like maybe sedimentary jobs and stuff like that, and they have aches and pains and stuff like that. And we have to work a lot differently with them. Like the twenty to thirty want to get in shape. Yeah. They want to push hard, and then. This is the difficult part of training. You have to make that transition from one session to another. Yeah. Where one minute you're like, you balls to the wall. You're like, come on, come on, let's smash it. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Uh, lift this, like push hard, push, push. And then the next minute you've got to be like nice and calm. You've got to yeah. be like, let's work on this bit because we know that's bit that we're trying to get through. We're trying to strengthen this part of the body. And it's a lot more slow pace. But yeah, my, my, back to the original question. <laughs> it's probably about 20 to 30. What's, and, what are these? What are your clients saying? Do you know when they're first tapping you up? So tapping you up like Charlie is trying to pull you. Yeah, I don't let me you know. know. <laughs> when they when they when they when they're first contacting you, what's the uh, what's like? What are they saying to you? Is it mainly I'm really unhappy with my weight? But I'd... it's it could be a mixture of things. The the first one is I'm. First question you what, ask What's the mo- most common? Most common question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how much? Straight away. So they don't even ask about the training? No. How much? No. Well, it's just how much per session? Yeah, yeah. How, how much do you charge for your session? Straight off the cuff. And I'll tell you exactly what happens now. This is a system that I find. And it might not be the same for everyone, uh, but if you ask me how much, I send them the prices, they go, oh shit, that's too expensive, and they go away. Mm-hmm. And then... You, don't force sales, but they tend to find that everyone's a similar price because there's more to it than just that one hour session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're sat on laptops, we're doing we're thinking about it, we're calculating macros, we're doing all that. Yeah. We're actually thinking well, if a trainer who cares will actually think about it and plan sessions correctly to reach their goals, calculate everything for the diet, stuff like that. Uh but they do tend to come back and realise that okay, but and then they, they, they start getting a dialogue then where you have a conversation with them and that's when you start building more of a relationship and then that and it's not I'm saying I'm going to say that's that's when you get them but it's not like a I'm trying to just money grab but that's when they realise okay I want to train with this guy yeah I get on with this guy I don't really get I've spoke to four other PTs and that's the one thing I recommend to people is if you're looking for a PT don't just go to one and say right that's okay right asking for a price asking for a price or go with the cheapest you've got to be able to get on when you train it. If you don't click, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's not, this, is, this isn't a product that you're selling. This is a lifestyle, what they're buying into, yeah. in my opinion. Um, exactly, exactly my opinion too, mate. It's, I don't look at it as in, like like you say, buying a product. It's not like going buying a DVD or buying a phone. Yeah. It's, you're investing, firstly, you're investing in yourself. The first thing you've got to think of is, this is my frame of mind. This, this is someone who's come to me who wants to make a change. And they yeah. want to invest themselves and make their life better. And then they've done the hardest part of doing that. But you have to be careful. They've got to click with you. That, that's the biggest thing. Like They've got to click with you. Because imagine you're training and someone who's stood next to you telling you what to do pisses you off. You just don't want to do it, do you? No. You're not going to give 100% effort. And it's you've, you've got to find the right trainer for you. Yeah. These, uh, I think... Like going back to the whole money thing, 
struggle to get my head around this. I mean, I've been, I've never, I've never had a personal trainer. <clears throat> I've, I've been lifting weights on and off since I was 15. Yeah. So the knowledge I've gained in them, we'll say 10 years, <laughs> in them, in yeah, them, yeah, yeah. the knowledge, the knowledge I've gained in them 12 years, I know what I, what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be eating, what I should be eating. Um, I kind of know how to do it myself. Um, yeah, but you've put yourself in that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what I'm trying to say is these other people haven't, and I think a lot of people can be scared off by price. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, I've definitely. come up with a little a little train of thought here. So people who are moaning about the prices, at the same time they're moaning about how much they weigh. Yeah. And I'm in my opinion, one of the main causes of weight gain in well, in British in Britain and within the British culture is down to drink. They're, these these people who are moaning about the weight, they're probably the same ones who are going out at the weekend, getting blasted on a yeah, Friday, binging, getting binging. blasted on a Friday and a Saturday. They'll probably spend 200 quid on booze and whatever else, yet they'll moan about, they'll... Yeah, they'll moan about a, the price a price, of a, PT. A, a price of a PT, and investing in the self. Yeah, and I think that's pretty, pretty fucking mad. I know what you're saying. It's like I say, they, they could be they're spending two hundred quid at a weekend. We say they're spending hundred quid at a weekend. Let's say four week month. That's four hundred quid. It's not going to cost you four hundred quid for a PT a month. No, for say two two to three sessions a week. That's not going to cost you four hundred quid. Yeah, and like you say, it can relate to that, but there's, there's other things that could be causing them to gain weight, like this, like they might drink because of stress. It could be the job. It could be something that's happening in the life, stuff like that, and they use that as a release. Mm-hmm. But I understand, totally understand what you're saying because they could spend that money on a PT or something to do with self-investment, getting themselves fitter, getting them back in shape, and use that energy rather than going out, energy and money rather than going out, wasting it, binging, Getting that short term release and getting a long term feel better, better body, better body, healthier body, and better state of mind really because it does when you train and your body's healthy, your mind's healthy, it just all clicks together. That's exactly what I was going to come on to next because I think when you've got poor a poor mental, not a poor mental state, you don't have to have. <clears throat> you don't have to have mental health issues, but the way I see it is like you can you can have things what are junk values. Like yeah. you, if you eat junk food all the time, you're gonna look like shit. Yeah. If you're eating chocolate, eating fucking microwave meals, just eating eating takeaways three times a week, you're not gonna look good. You're not gonna feel it's, good either. No, and you're not gonna feel good. And it's the same. It's the same for your mind. Your mind, like I, I believe that you you, you can have a a mind diet, right? Yeah. So you have junk food when you're eating shit all the time. You can have junk values for your mental diet as well. Yeah. These junk values, in my opinion, you know, um, overdoing social media. You see so many people, you go on a train, you go on a, a well, you can go on a train, you can have a walk in the park. It's quite a sad state that we're in at the minute. Yeah. Um, in society, you see kids, you'll see... A girl pushing a pram, 
and she'll have she'll be pushing a pram, have a little another little lad by her side or a little girl by the side. Yeah. Staring into a phone with her other hand. Yeah. Cunt eyes are always and on screen. I think this is there is there is definitely a, a direct in my opinion, um a correlation between poor mental health and poor diet. Yeah. Um and like you said, I believe in that as well. When you when your head's in a good place, then I think your body's in a good place. I I'll use a perfect example, a personal example. Um, I spoke with you off the pod about it. I was I was out of the gym, not training for twelve weeks due to sciatica. Yeah. So I couldn't sit down. The only things I could do was stand up or lie on my front. There was nothing I could do. I couldn't train. There was no way yeah. I could train with it because it was. To anybody who doesn't know what sciatica is, there's uh, at the bottom, the bottom of your spine, you've got a sciatic nerve, which then runs down, uh, down the back, backs of your legs, right down to your ankles. Um, and I had a little, the the case of sciatica I had, it was piriformis syndrome. So it was a tiny, if you're watching this on video, tiny little muscle like that big, which sits behind your glutes. <laughs> <laughs> it sits behind your glutes. Um, and you need my... to watch a video for that, otherwise you won't get as well. Yeah, laughing. if you're on audio, you, is not you funny. won't get, get his laughing. <laughs> so yeah, it's a tiny little muscle that sits behind your glutes. And what mine was doing, it was spasming. So it was spasming onto my onto my sciatic nerve. Yeah. And which then left my right leg literally just, it was just excruciating pain. Yeah. I was having like, I'd, get, I'd have like two hours sleep and then I'd wake up in pain. I'd have to do like three uh, uh, i'd have to walk around my apartment for about 50 minutes just to get rid of the pain yeah eventually i managed to i mean it's still not 100 percent now this was quite recent as well um it's still not 100 percent now uh and you go to but, the doctors and all you get but is i went, I went moving to, and take well, well this is the thing if anyone's listening to this and they do have sciatica don't go to a fucking doctor i'm being <laughs> no, no, no i'm being deadly serious i went to the doctors right and I know the NA. I'm not. I'm not slagging off the NHS when I'm saying about this. But but you are no, no, no. <laughs> I went to the doctors, right? So I I got it whilst I was on holiday. So my four hour flight home. Bear in mind, I can't sit down. I'm flying back from Tenerife. Four hours. Yeah. So I was like a fucking yo-yo. I was up and down, up and down, up and down. Flight attendant looking at me like, "What's he doing? Is he? You know, is he mentally ill? Yeah. Up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, bobbing up and down." Um. Anyway, so I got back and I got back on a Sunday and my leg, it was just in agony. I just wanted to sit down again. Yeah. That's all I wanted. I could not sit down. So, well, without being in pain, I think it was like a minute and a half, two minutes. And mm-hmm. it then it just wrecked me. The pain would be killing me. So I went, I came back and I went to the walk-in in, a, in an A&E. Um, and there were a doctor in there because I couldn't get into a doctor's on a Sunday. Yeah. So I went to A and E, and he said, "Right, I'm going to prescribe you with uh, with these these uh, medium dose cocodamol painkillers." Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, whilst I whilst I was away, I was looking deep into you know what sciatica is, yeah, what yeah. what can solve it, and everything. So sure enough, went and picked uh, picked up these cocodamols, not even strong ones, mild ones. This is this is like fucking nerve you know it, it's the nerve what's causing the pain yeah. he's giving me a painkiller for me for my nervous system yeah so I, I, straight away i thought right monday came and i went to the doctors so i thought he's got to give me something like not just a painkiller they're not gonna do nothing anybody who's taking cold cold them all you'll know that 
all it does is send you to sleep. If you have if you have too yeah, many of them, it just Absolutely knocks you out. out. It does. It it, it was kind of helping me sleep, but they weren't even the strong ones. Like I said, there was a mild one. So I went to the doctors, um, and I said, look. I went to the walk-in, the doctor in there. I think he just wanted to get me out of the room. He's kind of like, why the fuck are you coming to an A&E? But yeah. I, needed, I needed him, because I was on holiday, I weren't 100% what it was, and he confirmed that it was yeah, sciatica. Yeah, yeah. So I went to the doctors. Um, and then the doctor then has given me diazepam and a stronger cocodamol. Diazepam, fair enough, because that can relax your nerves. Yeah. Um, so I took them still no joy so if you do get sad what I'm trying to say is if you do, <laughs> in the end after 10 weeks I took my stingy ass to a chiropractor yeah um, and they use this machine which they use in the Olympics on Olympians and it's kind of like imagine like a black and decker drill yeah like a with, 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 with like a massaging thing on the end it was really strange and they was like it was like they were fr- <laughs> like they were fracking my ass oh. they're just plumbing away like that with it with this machine um so i went there i went to this chiropractors a couple of times parson chiropractors if you're in the northwest region get yourself down there big up mr parson <laughs> johnny's name is john parson just plugged there in. you go um but yeah he actually recommended um magnesium yeah magnesium stops muscle spasms i never knew this and i think it after a couple of weeks of seeing him, I was able to sit down again. 12 weeks without sitting down. Yeah. So I out of work for 12 weeks. And obviously in, in them 12 weeks, I then slipped into the frame of mind of... How many times did you see him? Only twice. Exactly. That's a, that's a sign. And it's same with PT. And Not... again, again, it was money. Yeah. It, I, yeah. I, I can't be asked paying it. Because the thing is with sciatica as well... I've read a lot of like a lot of things online. I looked at a lot of vlogs on YouTube about you know what people were posting about it, and they were saying the same thing. Like you can wake up one morning, it's just gone. Yeah, it's getting that sciatic nerve off what's irritating it. Yeah, which is it's dead mad. Well, it's, back to sorry, just jumping. What I was going to say then is that that's a sign, and it's kind of related to PT. And a good PT you won't have forever. But that chiropractor you've seen him twice, you managed to sort the problem, but. You might only see other people twice, but if it ever happens again, it'll go back, won't you? Yeah, yeah. He was like the old. Yeah. He's like an OG of the chiropractic yeah, yeah. world <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah. He was. He was. He was semi-retired. He was like late sixties, right? But it, it was his business. But he still had clients, so you know he kind of obviously he's doing it for the dough as well. But yeah. he did it kind of for the passion of the thing. But but yeah, I mean, so twelve weeks out, I was eating shit really not not proper shit i was still making making stuff from scratch yeah but i wasn't eating before that like last august i did two stone in two months yeah by going no carb and training like a fucking beast it was hard yeah but i managed to do it and i got myself in good nick i remember and then (laughs) yeah i know exactly (laughs) so people might be watching this like this is rich in making making a fucking podcast (laughs) about fitness but yeah, what? So, I got myself in good nick from doing doing no carbs. Um, not many people agree with that diet. Tell like I was I was having oats in the morning. They were the only carbs I was having. Yeah, I was having oats in the morning. Do your clients do you do, do your clients need uh, get their meal plans off you as well? And if, they do, but uh, it's it's a tough one because I don't like doing meal plans because I'd rather the person educate the person to make the right choice themselves yeah I don't want to give someone a meal plan and go eat this weigh this I, I do do it but I say to them right we'll do this stick to it the best we can but try and make these choices rather than 
yeah, weigh mm-hmm. this much chicken out, weigh this much veg out, weigh yeah, this yeah. much whatever. Because if you do that, they just follow a plan. Yeah. As soon as they, as soon as that plan's done, they forget about it, and mm-hmm. they're like, they'll not, they'll not, that's not set in their mind. So I tend to do like a meal plan, nutrition plan. I like to call it. It's not a meal plan because. Mm-hmm. I'll give them information on nutrition and I'll say, right, let's do this and then keep a food diary, start logging everything you're eating, even if it's not on the plan I'll give you, get it in there, we'll see how many calories you're taking each day, then we'll split it up into your macros, your proteins, your carbs, your fats, your sugars, all that sort of thing. And then they, they educate them, like, as soon as they write down, like, an egg, it's got so many grams of protein in it, they, then automatically in their subconscious, they're going, right, well, I know an egg has this much protein, I, can have, I should have this with this meal. Uh, I know there's so many carbs in this certain food. I can have yeah. that much of that without even thinking. They're they're just going right, bit of this, bit of that, and it's, and they know it's not bad for them. Where if you, like I said, if you give them meal plans to eat this much this time, then that's it. They'll just forget what they've done. They'll, yeah. they'll get results, but you're not educating them into think into training them. Do another type of training. So like you can train people physically, but you can train people like on on nutrition as well. So yeah. they, they the gaining the gaining the knowledge of nutrition so like I said they won't need me forever yeah so once they've got reached their goals or, and they're happy or whatever and they say right okay I, I want to reduce my sessions or I'm okay now I can do it myself I can maintain myself and they've got it in their mind that they can make them right through life like you said before it's a lifestyle change yeah not just a purchase they're not just purchasing a, a nutrition plan they ch- we're trying to change people's way of thinking yeah and educate them at the same time do you see people slipping in and out of diets then? Yeah. Or they, they, should I'll, I'll reword that. Do you see people undoing like all the hard work and you can... That, my, my aim is to not let people do that. Like, teach people not to do that. Yeah. So a lot of the time, I don't. I like to think I've done a good enough job for them not to do that. Yeah. But people do relapse. I relapse. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can put my... I can set out my macros and then all of a sudden like one week I've had a shit week something's happened and I'm like right now I'm just, I'm just smashing a pizza and so, it's just like I've ruined it all but if you haven't ruined it all that's just one day yeah that's the other thing people don't bounce back so some people don't bounce back as quick as others I have one client let's call him let's call him A he'll say to he does I, I share a food diary with him mm-hmm. on, on one on Max up one drive, so I can I can edit it, he can edit it. Yeah, and he knows I look at it, and he'll say to me when I go in on, on up to a session, like, oh, fuck it, I've slipped up on my diet, and I've done shit there. I'm like, yeah, but it's only one day, and I noticed it, but it's only one day. Let's get back on it tomorrow. Yeah, you cannot change what you've done, but you can change what you do. You can change what you do tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and he's straight back on it. He's tuned back in. He's just like sorts it out straight away. Where some people won't, they'll fall into a rut. The biggest thing is falling into a rut. So say you relapse and like you feel like you've ruined it all, and it's like oh, there's no point now, and then you start you fall back into your old ways. Yeah, that's the worst thing you can do. That that's a proper relapse. That's where you like really start to un- like you say unwind things, or undo things, and start moving back to where you was. Yeah, you were saying about yourself as well. Like you'd sometimes relapse, but you bounce straight back in your game. It self image is very very important, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah, it, it is, but it because, shouldn't be. Yeah, but people, yeah, I know, but what I'm trying to say is they're not going to... Say if you was 18 stone, you knew yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew everything. Yeah. You was great at doing diet plans. You've trained people for years, but what are you, five, nine, five, ten? 
I'd like to say five eleven, but I'm not. We'll say five ten. So you're you're five ten, and if you're like eighteen stone at five ten, obviously that's quite a that's a yeah, very yeah, very yeah. heavy weight. You know that you you know that you, you know you might have clients who who known you when you was 40, 13, 13 stone, 12 and a half stone, shredded 7% body fat. Yeah. But these new clients, they're not like, what I'm trying to say about self-image, these new, like say new clients were coming in, they're not going to want an 18 stone out of shape block. They'll, although he knows everything, people can yeah, just look at, yeah, 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 they'll just look at him and think, he's a personal trainer. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I know it's very judgmental. It is. But no matter what you say, people still judge a book by its cover. Yeah, of course they do. And it's like it's getting worse. Some of the trainers I it is. Some of the, some of the best trainers I know are aren't necessarily in super shape. They they can be, but the difference is you can have someone who's not muscly. Mm-hmm. You could be dead skinny, but fuck me, you can smash a triathlon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. smash it. Next guy is say super like super huge. Can lift like no tomorrow. Yeah, or in awesome shape. People like look at that and think, "Oh, wow, this guy's awesome." The other guy is like, it "Does it?" But because he, he might be doing triathlons and you don't know him, he's like, "He's skinny, man. Why? Why would I want to train with him?" Yeah, and it's like the 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 triathlon guy could have way more knowledge than the other guy. Yeah, but no one really knows that. Yeah, but it, and it is tough. It's it's tough people tough. just like you said, people do just judge. Yeah, straight away. that's another thing I say when you look at look at the work that they've done. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I've only just I've only within the last year come back into the game, so my, my portfolio this time round isn't massive at the minute. Yeah. It's good, small, but it's good. Uh and just look at what they've done before, look at reviews, look at stuff like that. Uh you find it hard to find a bad review because none of us put them on. <laughs> <laughs> uh but touch wood I'm not had one I'm not had one this time. That's good. Uh and I didn't I didn't actually have one before. I had one complaint last time, but I'm not gonna get into that. But it was a difference of opinion. It was nothing to do with results. Yeah, yeah. It was a difference of opinion. Uh, but yeah, look at people's background. And people specify certain things as well. Like if someone came to me and said, right, I'm doing a, I'm doing a show. Yeah. Uh, I want to be like, I want, I want to be ready for this show and say, yeah. For me, that's not my forte. I'd yeah. be like, listen, you want to get a bodybuilding coach. You want that. to get a bodybuilding coach. Yeah. It's like, don't get me wrong. If they, if they really wanted me, I'd do the research. I'd try my best. I'd do it. I'd give everything I've got to get yeah. to that point. But first initial reaction for me would be, that's not my thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can I can get you, I can work on the hypertrophy effect. I can do stuff like that. I can get you in good shape. But to take it to that next level, you're going to need someone else. I can only get you so far. And then, but if they turned around to me and said, no, listen, I want to do this with you, I'd do everything in my power. To, and I'd, I'd to give get it a go. Where they want to be. But, like I say, initially, you've got to understand that he'll, he'll probably ask, if someone asks me that, and I say, no, that's not my forte, try and find someone who is. Look at so many different trainers first. Find out what they specialise in. Push hard, uh, push hard to find the right trainer for you. Yeah, yeah. Before you start committing to... Because it is a lot of money. yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong and like I say there's more to it than just that one hour session but if you're going to pay that much money you want to get where you want to be yeah of course you do so you've you got to find your value for money as well is what I'm trying to say yeah so yeah right so in the UK at the minute I've I think there's a lot of lazy people mixed mm. with well 
people who are full of excuses mixed with we're not the supermarkets and stuff. Yeah. Kind of, as a nation, not helping ourselves. I notice an example that I've got. I walk into Tesco, right? Other supermarkets are available. <laughs> <laughs> I walk into Tesco the or Asda. Or Asda. <laughs> fuck Waitrose. <laughs> but yeah, I walk into Tesco. Do you know what the first thing I see? Walk through the scanners. To the left, you've got crates of Coca-Cola, right? Yeah. And then with them, you've got cases of beer all on offer. That, that's the one of the yeah, first cheap, things. Cheap as well. Yeah, yeah. They're, so the beer and everything, that's on offer. That's the first thing you see. Walk a little bit further, you've got a little stand to the right-hand side with a load of cakes on. Mm-hmm. Walk a little bit further than that, and then you've got a Krispy Kreme donut stand. Walk a little bit further than that, on the left-hand side and an aisle, you know, on the special buys, if you will. You've got just got like crisps, more booze, shit like that. I think product placement, like there's the everyone, MPs that you know, some MPs say like, oh, the you know that we're getting too unhealthy as a nation. We need to do this. We need to do that. Well, let's start with the fucking supermarkets, right? Yeah. Because not, the, the, the product placement in these supermarkets is piss poor. It it's is, like but it's you, not for them. No, I know that's it's such a money making thing. Yeah, right? I know, but what can they do? All right, it, it, I can I can kind of see why they're doing it because alcohol they make a fuckload of money on ta- yeah, from yeah. tax, but they can they can implement things, you know, to say to these supermarkets, look, you need to stop putting shit, you know, you, you need to stop putting shit at the front of your shops. The product placement is piss poor. Yeah, it is, and it's tem- it's like it tempts you. That's all it does. It tempts oh yeah, of course it, it does. Say if you're on a diet, right? You've been you've been grinding this diet for for two weeks. First thing you see when you're walking in is a fucking Krispy Kreme donut stand. Yeah, exactly. It is. It's clever marketing. That's how that, they're really good at it. Don't get me wrong, but like I say, and it's cheap as well, man. Like it's 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 actually cheaper to go and buy shit food than it is healthy food. Well, I was going to get onto that as well because a lot of people do find that. Well, they do feel like it's too expensive to go on these diets yeah it is it's like I don't know there is ways around it you can you can, you can do it in a cheap way and still eat healthy but it's like you, you go in you buy even veg is more expensive than like buying like fucking five donuts you know what I mean it's like yeah, yeah. cheap to buy five donuts you can get five yeah, I fucking love sausage rolls <laughs> so I know the prices in pretty much every supermarket. yeah not, they know that I'm sticking yeah, it in the front I, I, I've not had a sausage roll in ages actually <laughs> In my time, I've been partial to a sausage. Where Byron's going yeah. after this. I've been, <laughs> yeah. I've been partial to a sausage roll or two. You can get a five pack of sausage rolls yeah. for a quid, and the quick and the convenient. Exactly, you just put them out, and you can't just eat one sausage roll. You get the whole fucking lot of a bottle of ketchup. No, but why? But but yeah. So so actually, perfect example. You get five sausage rolls, Walls when they're on offers. Yeah, I'm gonna get spon- I want a sponsor from Walls. <laughs> Walls sausage rolls when they're on offer, you can get five for a quid, and they are they are like decent sausage rolls, right? Or you can go and get. This is the argument people have get people have got. You can get a bag of mixed leaf salad, which I use for my, my lunch every day at work. Yeah, and that's a pound as well. Yeah, to somebody like what's what's more appealing? Then fucking sausage rolls yeah, or a bag of... To, yeah. to, to the majority of people, what's more appealing? Them sausage rolls or the bag of salad? Sausage and then, rolls every and time. Then you've got, and then you've got another thing like 
I mean, I, sh- I shouldn't really, well, I shouldn't really be able to chip in my two pence on this because I don't have any kids, but I am seeing a lot of overweight kids knocking around. Yeah. And I've, uh, a lot of the time, I look at them, there's like a young, there's a, you know, there's there's kids around here. Yeah. Around my area, should I say. I don't want to go any, go any deeper than that, but there's kids, kids in this area they're no older than like 11 12 and they're massive like the the proper proper big but i i know it's not really my place to say because i've not experienced it because i've got no kids but I've, it's got to be lazy parenting just putting processed food in a fucking oven just because it's easy I it's, it's got it's got to be mate that and what we were talking about before the the, the screens are looking at all the time kids well, don't yeah, go yeah, out yeah, anymore yeah. man yeah. When I was a kid, I ran around and played football for six hours a day. Well, you could when streetlight came on, you came in. So yeah, from yeah. dusk till dawn, and You're until out. that streetlight came on, then then you were coming in, weren't you? Now kids are stuck to Xboxes, iPads, and iPhones, and, and they're not moving. And they're not moving. They are not moving. It's a simple formula to losing weight, right? And it is literally is eat less, move more. Yeah, burn more than you consume. It's Cali- not, yeah, calorie, it's not de- cali- calorie deficit. It works. It's, it's just basic science, Yeah, isn't it? you can go into all this bullshit of body types and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It's, it's bullshit. There will be some people who do have unfortunate uh, disorders. Yeah, of course. You yeah. know, and it's out of their control. And I mean, I, I've, always been, I've always been quite a big lad, but I've always tried to, well, I'd say more so since I stopped working abroad, I've... I've took a lot more pride in looking after myself. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't doing stuff that I was, you know, if you like drink it, like drinking and stuff like that. I wasn't, I was going out fucking Wednesday to Mondays and then waking up and thinking on a Monday, oh, I look like shit. Why? Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, no fucking wonder why you, you, you're drinking beer for fucking five Bing, days. Binging, yeah. Binging. That's what I mean. But, yeah, I, th- I just, I don't know, I just think, like, the easiest way for me to lose weight was by the no carbs are going on a calorie deficit. Which doesn't work for everyone. Yeah, but I've, there is other things what come into it, like, I'm not making an excuse for myself here, because I'm, I've known for years, but I've got a slow metabolism, mm-hmm. but, but I do things to count that. Every morning when I wake up, I'll have a green tea extract tablet, yeah. just to speed it up, do you know what I mean? Well, at the minute, I'm doing three pills in the morning. I'm doing a green tea extract, extract tablet to speed up my metabolism. I'll have a, a multivit tablet just to get minerals and vitamins in my system and magnesium for the fucking sciatica. Yeah. But they're all supplements. Like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy the magnesium because you need that for sciatica. Yeah. They're all supplements in Asia. The, if you took them and that shit, it wouldn't work. So, like, the, yeah, yeah, they're, like, they're, they're just obsolete, supplements yeah. to you. Your good diet, anyway. Mm-hmm. So they're not a replacement, or they're not cancelling out all that other shit. They're still supplements, so like, yeah. you're still having to graft hard and, and eat and eat right. And to be fair, you, you get used to it. Cravings go. Cravings yeah, go. Yeah. I know you're craving a sausage roll right now, but cra- <laughs> cravings honestly, go. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I'm, I'm not. Like, I feel like at the minute, like since I, I when was it? August. So last year. I properly started August 2017. Um, I was unhappy with my weight. I looked like you remember. I looked like shit. I did. I looked like shit. Yeah, I'm, um, you didn't look like shit. You're still, you're still lovely <laughs> by <but> my eyes. <laughs> I, I, I was really unhappy with myself. I put it like that. Yeah, uh, I which need, doesn't always show. 
Like, no, to no, 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 of course it, of course it doesn't. You know, you have but to... I, I knew that I needed to sort myself out, and I did. It's like three, three or four years ago. Oh, probably longer than that. Five years ago, I gave up sugar completely. Sugar from my tea, sugar from yeah. my coffee. Uh, I know there's sugar in a lot of things, but I'm talking like I've never been a massive. I've always been a, a savoury, not sweet guy. Hence the sausage rolls. Yeah, yeah. So like, I don't entertain chocolate. I don't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know, my, like, people were saying to me then, like, how how are you this size? Yeah. When I weren't happy with my weight. Yeah. How are you this size, but you don't, you hardly drink anymore. Yeah. Seven years in Bulgaria did that for me. I got bored of drinking. You don't drink anymore. You don't take sugar. You don't really eat shit. How's it happening? And I knew how it was happening. I'd say to them, oh, I don't know. But I I knew (laughs) how it was happening. I was, I was eating big fucking meals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Big meals. Big, yeah. Overeating, but late at night as well. So I'd, I'd be having my tea or dinner, depends where you're from. Um, at nine o'clock at night, yeah. and I'll be going to sleep at, half, at you know half past ten, eleven o'clock. Yeah, I, and so then I'm just sleeping on my meals. To me, I've tried and tested this right, but yeah, you're right. And you, you say you're having a big meal at nine o'clock. Like, mm. <clears throat> I, I, I was overeating. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Don't get me wrong; you can eat at nine o'clock, but this is where the time and the food comes in. Is what you eat and how much of it at nine o'clock at night. Mm. You know, you can have certain foods that probably I. Because I'm up so early, I find I'm hungry, hungry as hell at night. Like yeah, yeah, so yeah. hungry at night. So I try when I wake up in the morning. I train sometimes early in the morning, then I have to have something after it because I'm so hungry. But I'll try and eat later on in the day. Yeah. So when I when I spread my meals out, they do finish a bit later. Yeah. So I'm not hungry when I'm going to bed because I go to bed hungry. I just don't sleep. Yeah. I'm like, That's worse. Not having sleep is like. The, probably one of the worst things you can do sleep is a big thing how many especially hours, with training how many hours would you recommend a night would you say the full eight because I've read a lot of different things about this and I also I've, I've read I've read ages ago that the monks like years ago like these old Shaolin monks they reckon you're most productive and your body works at a better rate when you're having four to five hours a night it is, I, I know it's different, different, it's horses for courses, different people yeah. function off different. For me, I think I function the best when I have between four and six hours. Yeah. I don't, I, I feel a bit more lethargic when I'm having eight hours a night. Yeah. I mean, it depends what you're doing, for starters. So if you're training hard and you're doing a lot during the week, you're going to be knackered anyway. You need that sleep. And the other thing is when you sleep, your brain, it files. So like, Everything that's going on, you'll wake up and be more productive with the right amount of sleep. You will have. It's, it's, it's tough to tough to say, but I'd say around seven, anywhere near seven. Yeah, yeah. Because when you're sleeping, your brain puts stuff in in, a, in an order subconsciously. Yeah, right? yeah. You'll have all that stuff during the day. You go to bed, and then rather than having like like four hours sleep and then waking up, not for everyone, but you wake up four hours sleep and then. You suffer. You're not as productive the next day because your brain hasn't had time to process everything, and it's to do with hormones as well. Your, your hormones levels change whilst you're asleep. Yeah, Think everything changes in your body. Like, and then when you wake up, your hormones are all different again and stuff like that. But I'd say about about seven hours. Seven hours is sufficient. Yeah, That's because great. you can't have too much sleep. Oh it, yeah, you it can. Makes you feel. I, like I feel it's like that, that I, I cannot do napping. Yeah. If I'm if I if I'm napping, I'm waking up the next day. 
I, I, I feel I, like shit when I yeah. wake up after a nap. There's a difference between a nap, like this. Every now and again, I'll rest my eyes for like 10, 15 minutes just to give me that boost. But if you go to sleep for anywhere like half an hour, 45 minutes, you can wake up feeling like shit. Yeah. And it puts you in... Because you, you fall into a deep sleep. You're sleeping and you, you can fall into a deep sleep. As soon as you're in that deep sleep and then you try and come back. That's back. the vital sleep yeah. you need though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's where you want to be. But if you say you fall into that for 20 minutes, you're going to wake up and you're like, that's not enough. Yeah. And that's when it gets you. Yeah. I'm not a sleep expert though, so don't call me on. <laughs> but I'll tell you now, I need seven. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back to the UK. I've got some stats here. Go. Right. That's what I was trying to load on my phone before that you've edited out, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> got it. Stop banging on here as well because it'll ding for Oh, through. sorry, mate. Go, dun, dun. <laughs> so every time you're a dun, it's Tom's fault. <laughs> so, some stats. You ready? Yeah. 29% of adults in the UK. Yeah. Clusters obese. Yeah, which has increased. Yeah, it has. It's a 3% increase yeah. from last year or the year before. Or from, no, from 2016 to 2019, I think it was like a 6 7% increase. Yeah, yeah. Um, 80, in 2014, 84% of adults in the UK had 25% or over, uh, 25% or more body fat. Yeah. 20%, this is a bad one. 20% of year six children. Yeah. So if you're not from the UK, year six is a school grade. Um, and how old are the kids in year six? 10 to 11? Yeah. Well, to primary school. How old are you when you go to high school? 12 or 11? You're 11, well, aren't you? I think it's changed now, hasn't it? I think... No, you go when you're 11, don't you? Year seven. Or has it changed now? You stay somewhere for longer now, anyway. Wait, 11. Yeah, it was five years, isn't it? 11 till 16. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you... So, yeah. These are 10 to 11 year olds. 20% of year six children are classed as obese. 10,660 hospital admissions last year due to obesity. You've been on the NHS, you? Yeah, this, this, <laughs> this, yeah, this is all from a, you know, yeah, a reliable it. source. 711,000 hospital admissions where obesity is a factor. Five a day. What percentage of adults? Actually, you've read this, haven't you? Yeah. 20, 29% of adults. Uh, actually consume the five a day 18% of children yeah. I think then starts a fucking horrifying uh-huh. I, I, I know it. and I know I don't know when we're, we're nowhere near sorry American listeners but your country has a huge huge uh, obesity epidemic epidemic on its hands and it has done for years which um, is weird because because we're, we're slowly we're slowly going that way yeah because in America they're way more advanced than something I know. Like they're so. Like, when they, yeah, but the thing is with Americans, there's not much middle ground there. They're they're ever like the jo- yeah, yeah. the jocks. Do you know what I mean? Who are really really fit? Yeah. Or the like, <laughs> you know the. Well, there is in pe- people in between. But I mean, like. Rarely. Yeah. Rarely, people, not like here. A lot of people, a lot of trainers and stuff will go. I don't know about it anymore, but I know a lot of people who went to America to learn, like certain things like when I first started a lot of people doing like Charles Parker and stuff like that and yeah, yeah. And it just went over there because it was so more advanced and it's just which is weird yeah. but they have a much bigger population as well well yeah they do yeah yeah. but then look at Russia yeah all these super athletes from Russia I know there's a lot of doping and stuff and we'll get fucking snipered <laughs> snipered as soon as this comes out if you don't hear from us again it was yeah, nice yeah, knowing yeah. you don't tag no, but, me no but they're, they're, they're like you don't have you ever seen a fat Russian uh, I don't think I have no but I've never been Russia either. I've been Bulgarian there were quite a few Russians there they were all 
Tell her I've been Bulgarian. I'll ski in the weather and wear big jackets. Going back to what we were saying as well about the. Uh, so I'll start. I, I know we've gone off topic a little bit, but I was saying about the lazy people and the excuses. So, like, when I say excuses, I'm on about time. Like, people have this massive concept about time. Yeah. Um, oh, if I don't, you know. I've not got I've not got the time to go to the gym for an hour. I've not got the time, not even just going to the gym. I've not got the time to go and exercise for an hour. I've not got the time to do this. I've not got the time to do that. In my eyes, you can exercise anywhere. You can exercise at home. Yeah. Um I know a lot of people have commitment commitments with children and stuff like that. But Yeah, I've got kids on man. I still yeah, train. I still, still train and train. work on social yeah, hours. And you yeah, and you you could what I'm trying to say is you you're a parent, you could still train within your home. Yeah. Of course you can, yeah. But people, people are making these excuses. They that they don't have enough time to spend even yeah. like half an hour, an hour to train. These same people you'll see them posting on social media, on Snapchats, whatever, on Facebook, Twitter. They've got the time to watch. Going back to drunk values as well. Yeah, they've got time to watch Love Island for an hour. For yeah. an, this is just a generic example. They've got time to watch Love Island for an hour. Tommy Fiddlewin. <laughs> Team Tommy, I don't watch that bollocks. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, right. it's, it's your missus. Yeah, yeah. Tommy to Tommy to Yeah, just the boxes. Tyson's brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've got the, the going back to drunk values as well. It goes hand in hand. So they've got time to watch Love Island for an hour. What, what are they going to gain out of it? Uh, not well, nothing. Nothing. Prioritizing the wrong thing. Uh, well, yeah. But what they're going to what they're going to gain from that? Nothing. Yeah. We're on about self gain as well before. You know, investing in the self. Yeah, yeah. Invest that one hour exactly. into fucking training. Or if you're scrolling through your phone, you're not you know that you've not got an hour I've not got an hour to do this. Well you've been scrolling on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook for an hour, so why have you not got an hour what have you spent that hour yeah. exercising? Even just like going out for a walk, stick your headphones in, put some music on, get moving. That's the difference between people. You can tell when people really want to make a change because you see Exactly. Prime prime example is January. Everyone hits that gym in January. Oh yeah, Everyone's it's like, like a royal yeah. rumble, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's an absolute jungle. Rock paper scissors to get on treadmill. <laughs> yeah, you're in there. It's packed. Everyone's like, yeah, I'm doing it this time. Blah blah blah. blah. They start aching. They don't. They're like, this is tough. They give it up. Gym goes quiet again. People who really want to make a change, I reckon, like say every, say every twenty people who come from that door, two will, two will stay. And they're the people who, who at, at the beginning said, right, I want to make this change. And they actually wanted to make the change. The yeah. other people were doing it as though, well, right, it's January. This is the thing to do. Let's do it. And they just give up. They start feeling the aches and pain. And, it goes, and then they just go back to where they was. Start prioritising the wrong thing. Don't invest in themselves properly. And it's like, they haven't committed as much as other people. So you have to really, really commit to, know what you, to, commit to where you want to go. Like, I've got kids. I don't have much time. I'll get up at five, five o'clock in the morning. I'll go and train, perform my first client. Then I'm busy all the way throughout the day and I get home sometimes late, sometimes normal time. But it was hard at first. Yeah. And that can put fucking anyone off. And I mean, getting up at five in the morning, chucking your gym kit on, driving to the gym, feeling tired. Once you get going, you're fine. You feel absolutely brilliant afterwards. But Getting that routine, and that's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. Getting this part of your routine. <clears throat> as soon as you've got it in your routine, and you you keep things interesting, 
that's another spiral off that. You keep things interesting, you'll go far. That's the biggest. That's the, as soon as it's in routine, it's embedded into your schedule. It's done. You're on it. You're there. You're going to hit goals. You're going to achieve. When you go for a month, and you think, and this is the other side to it. You don't. People want results instant now. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I, two it's, weeks, I want to be ripped. It's never going to happen. No. They say it doesn't work. Some people do get results quicker than others. Obviously, everybody's different. And then some people go to the gym for four weeks and go, ah, it's not doing anything. Yeah. But you're not going to see results for like six to eight. No, of course not. You know, it's like, even if the small results, you're still not going to see in six to eight. You've got to get your, your body into that state where like, yeah, you, you've got to change your body composition rather than you, than just doing certain things. And There is different ways around it. Like you can burn calories quicker in certain ways. And that's where those personal trainers come in because we have, the knowledge we've tried and tested things, we've uh, researched things, we know how certain things work, uh, and then we pass it on to people to do it. But people will give up too quick. That's the that's what I'm trying to get out. Yeah, they give up so easily. It's like you're saying about routine as well. It is like it becomes custom after a while. Like I program, I I, I can program my body a lot with my diet. So my my diet when I'm trying to lose body fat. Yeah. I've got a tried and tested method. A lot of people look at it and fucking hell, that's all you have. So I wake up in the morning. Yeah. In the winter, I'll have, I'll have my oats. I'll have oats in the morning. They'll they'll be my only carbs. Now it's the summer. Wheat of Yeah. <laughs> so I have a couple of wheat of when I wake up. Like I'm same as you. I wake up about five quarter past five. I have something to eat, and then I'll go to work. Ten o'clock. I'll have an apple. Yeah. 12 o'clock, and these times are like very specific as well. Like, my body knows, it, I can feel my stomach rumbling before 10 because yeah. it, 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 knows, <laughs> it knows the apples come in. Yeah. 12 o'clock, it'll be a chicken or a tuna salad. And then, and then my body knows then that it's not going to get anything to eat until I get home. Yeah. So then I'll get back, back home from work around half past four, five. A couple of, uh, Rivita snack breads, um, you know, the dry Rivita yeah, things yeah, yeah. with sesame seeds on. I'll have a couple of them with a bit of cottage, fat-free cottage cheese, two of them, and then I'll go to the gym and train, come home, have my evening meal, go to bed, repeat. But my body knows yeah. that that's what it's going through. Which, if you can handle that, it's fine, but I won't be able to handle that big gap. I, like my body will There's, there's other things I want to try, though. Like, Have you ever tried the uh, intermittent fasting? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of fasting, but it can work. It works for some people great. Eight hours eating, 16 yeah, hours yeah. not eating. So it's usually like, uh, is it eight till 12 till twelve in the afternoon till eight you can eat? Yeah. And then them over 16 hours. There's like, all different types of intermittent fasting, but it's like you can do, you can eat things like fasted cardio and stuff like that. And you see people drop body fat like there's no tomorrow. Right. But, that's, that's hard as well I've tried that yeah, before it's killer so fucking hard I've done it to drop body fat don't get me wrong it works it is tried it, like I say tried and tested it works it doesn't work for everyone yeah but the way I'm training at the minute it's like I just want to be healthy so I'm taking food in regular times all, the, all throughout the day keeping that body fueled just keep, basically like I'm also trying to put on a bit of muscle as well so I'm going to and the way I'm, the way I'm doing it I'm going to put on a bit of body fat too yeah and then I'll probably put myself in a calorie deficit again and then try and drop body fat. Just keep cycling. Yeah. yeah and, but people who want to live a healthy lifestyle, yeah, you get in, you, you drop that weight and then 
you want to be in at regular times. Don't do all intermittent. It is a temporary thing. You couldn't do intermittent fasting for the rest of your life. No. You just you just absolutely wear yourself out, and that's where, like I say, you get. We can push to get people where they want to be, but then you've got to educate them how to maintain it and eat properly and train properly. Yeah. Whereas that's where people. I'm not going to name any other, but when they do these six-week body transformation, they'll be like, right, eat this. You've got to attend these these sessions a week. Done. Six weeks in, everyone's lost fucking three stone. As soon as that six weeks is done, great, feel great. Go exactly, and, and yeah, they've been told what to do. Yeah. They've been told why it's happening. They're in such a calorie deficit. They go away, they eat normally, and boom, wait Yeah, back straight on. back on. Yeah. Well, some people don't, don't get me wrong. Some people take it on board and they go, right, I'm going to keep training myself. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I, I know where I'm at. And for some reason, they, they, they fall into the routine of, I've got this done. I've got this down. I can calculate. I'll figure out how to calculate my macros. I'll do this. Yeah. Whereas people have paid so much to do a six week thing, drop three stone and then boom, like that and three stone lighting out. Let's yeah. go back to the way it was. And that's where the education side comes in. Like when I say I want to teach people lifestyles, I want them to know what to do after, yeah. if I'm not there. See, when I was when I was dropping the weight, I was doing between twelve and fifteen hundred calories a day. Yeah. Um. Obviously, my job's quite quite physical. Working on site as a painter, you're always moving, rolling. Do you know what I mean? You you yeah. you are using you you you're using a lot of your energy, and then going and training as well, and only having them carbs in the morning. So that yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it was. It was quite hard. Like now, I'm trying to. I'm bedding, but I've bedded back into the diet that I did have. Yeah. Um, in my evening meal, though, like it, when I was on my evening meal, then I I was I wasn't having no carbs. It was literally just meat and greens. Yeah. At the minute, I'm having a a few more. Yeah. A, a, f- a few more carbs because it's summer, but. Well, that's the thing that's like... It's, it's, everyone, it's different. Everyone's different, though. Like, different diets yeah. work for different people. Like, I, I know I know what my body's like. I know I need to go on a low-calorie diet and just fucking graft. All right, I'm going to feel zapped for energy because I'm doing quite a physical job and then I'm working hard in the gym. But it works for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it works. But like you say, it might but not it work But it might not work for somebody else, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll put it this way. Like, I had a client... Yeah, we were, t- we were trying to... Sh- still, still got person A. Uh, and... We went on a a, a certain cal- calorie restriction for that. We'll give it a go, and it was high protein and quite low carbs. And then no weight was coming off, like not much was happening. Well, it was, but very slowly. And then, to be fair, this person did it themselves. They just took on more carbs. Uh, as soon as that happened, weight started dropping off. It's strange, isn't it? It's completely it's, dead it, strange. It, it, it is strange, but that's the way it works. It's, it's half the time, and you can read, you can learn a lot about food. Don't get me wrong, I'm no nutritionist. You can learn so much about food; it's unreal. And some people will know hell of a lot more than me. Yeah. I, I know. Like, you can self-educate a lot yeah. about food. Oh, you yeah. Read a lot of things online from you know very. Can be careful where you're reading. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be like a, from a reputable source. It's like you keep I keep tapping the table. Yeah, don't tap the table. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like you want to look at university studies, reliable sources. Don't look like you'll hear all these personal training videos, like, oh, yeah, we can tell you to body type and all mm. this. And it's like, it's bullshit. You could have like undrafted thyroids or anything, you know? It's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just work for everyone like that. Like, people buy into these apps 
and it's like these these like I've seen a lot of strong men as well because I, I, I like the world's strongest man yeah um, and I, I, I've got nothing against I'm not going to name no names I've got nothing against these strong men and I know they're just trying to make money to provide provide for the family but they're pre- promoting some like mad products and like oh buy this protein and in six weeks you'll be as strong as me yeah <laughs> shit like you want to be as strong as me buy this whey protein from this company yeah. um, and then you next year you'll be competing at World's well, Strongest Man just like walking into Tesco and it with clever marketing <sighs> yeah simple as that yeah it is it's mad it is mad and they've got it they've got it right to make money and yeah. you see these things on like I see all the time online especially on, fa- on f- Facebook and even Instagram or, or every every platform personal training is dead you want to get all your personal trainers want to buy into this and get online and they say it's dead but it's it's not like that human contact everyone is so disconnected at the minute oh it's ridiculous so disconnected but when you when you, you have a one to one session and you're relating to that person and then whatever gets said in that session stays in that session like we are, you obviously have client discretion and stuff like that. you can't yeah, yeah. You, you get, as a personal trainer you become an agony aunt as well and that helps people with the me- me- mental state they can offload on you it's like and then they train at the same time they walk out of that door my job is for them they walk out the door they've trained they've got they're working towards the target and they feel great they can tell me anything in that room and then I'm there as support for that as well. It's not just a case of that. And that's that human connection. Yeah. People like that. And the, the, the problem is people are now forgetting about that. And it's like, yeah, you can have a personal trainer. I could do a one-to-one with you over Skype. But the way these trainers are working now is they'll press, right, let's go, ring, answer, right, let's train, let's warm up, do this, right, right. I've got another client in two, two minutes. Hang up. Next one. <sighs> People going to the gym and just they're just skyping them from the gym. No, there's no, no. All oh, right, people and, doing their own homes. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. like they're making a lot of money oh, because they're doing one man, session after people another. People are doing that. Yeah, and it's wow. just like, I mean, not like you'll see like Joe Wicks has done like live sessions and stuff like that. One of his books down there. Yeah, man, they're brilliant. Where is it? Oh. Lost it. No, it's down. No, it's there. You see him there? It's there. There he is. Can't. It's there behind couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's there with them sausage rolls. <laughs> Full of sausage rolls, crumb, roll crumbs behind couch, but, yeah. But he's <laughs> like, sorry, but we're getting back to it. Like, he, he's done live sessions. They're great. Don't get me wrong. He's like, he's and he's not even charged people for them. You can go on YouTube and watch Joe, Joe Wicks. He's like doing hit sessions and stuff like that. But these, like, you can now build yourself a platform, go yeah. online, and then you don't even cut, you don't even relate to that person. It's basic conversation. It's like, right, here's your diet plan. Yeah. Skype, like, we'll do a video workout this time. Yeah. Uh, here's your workout plan. And it's just like communicating through text, and you can't, there's no human connection. It's absolutely disconnected. And people buy into it because going back to time, life's 100 mile an hour now. Absolutely rapid. Everything's, in, everything's internet based everything's happening like emails like that. people used to send letters man used to take two yeah, days yeah. to like communicate with someone now it's an email list an email like people suing this person that same person this has gone wrong it needs to be fixed quick people not necessarily slow down but make time for themselves yeah, yeah. and when you're going back to the, the human connection you get a lot I feel this is my opinion anyway man it works for everyone because some people don't like it when you're on that in that one-to-one session, it's just you and your trainer. You get a lot more from that. Yeah, 
a lot more from that. Well, I, I don't know, like the whole human connection thing. I think that does it correlates with a lot of like there's a lot of, a lot of people out there now who suffer really bad with anxiety. I think yeah. that's because we've been become so disconnected. It's called social media, and in fact, it's quite the opposite. Yeah, it's on social media. And Social media 90% of the time is not used correctly. No, it's not. It's, it, it gives people, like you say, people suffer from anxiety and, and it puts a perception of how people should be and all these like airbrush photos and stuff like that. It's like, wow, well, I need to work this out. And it's completely fake, yeah. They'll only show you the, the good stuff, what's going on. Yeah. Do you know what exactly. I mean? They won't tell you about the shit. Do you know what I mean? I use Twitter for that. <laughs> you know, if I'm having a bit of a shit day, I'll put on Twitter. Oh, this is I don't like this or yeah, this went wrong. But on Facebook, I think Facebook's just like a advertising platform now. I'm saying that, and I plug this podcast on my Facebook. Yeah, but it's not it's not necessarily bad for advertising. Like <clears> I, I mean, it's the stuff like there's a lot of bullying and stuff on social media now. And, oh, it's and, ridiculous! I, yeah, people comment nasty things and all that sort of thing. But yeah, like. The correct way to use it is like, yeah, promote things like your podcast. Do that. Like, I, I use it for my business. So, like, I'll advertise my personal training. Uh, I was running boot camps. I'm not in the minute. I'm looking for a new club. Uh, I'm going to start a new one soon uh, in a new location. So, keep your eyes on Facebook. Uh, and that's used as a business, you know, like, and it's it's getting people in. It's, it's the quickest way to get to people now on social media. And that's the. It is. In my view, that's the way you're using it properly. But going on scrolling through and going, ah, look at this guy, let's call what a knobhead. And all this, yeah. it's like, that's completely, was, not, it's not what it was made for, but it, it's the way it is, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it's just a, I don't know, it's... It's a bad thing, really. I keep fucking going There's a lot of good that comes Every podcast media. that I end up yeah. like going on a mad rant about social media, <laughs> but I, I think the message needs to be put out there. A lot of people on there now, they're just it's not good for their mental health and they're comparing themselves to it. You know, they're comparing their life to somebody else's life. Don't do that. Just yeah, exactly. get, on, get on with, you'll find yourself so much it's making more, people feel so like much happier. Exactly. Which the, then you profit off. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, but, no, but I'll tell you what, the best thing that iPhone ever did is when they put that screen time thing on. Oh yeah. That screen that, time. That, and I'll tell you another one, while we're on the subject of fitness, set up your health app and it tells you how many steps and everything you do per yeah, day. Yeah. With, you know, you don't even have to do anything. It's just constantly running in the background on your phone. It's exactly. fucking brilliant. You use the health app. I use, I've got, oh, you've got, I've, you've got the watch. I've you got can the count watch. on that. I know a lot of people use Fitbits and stuff like that, but if you can't afford a Fitbit and you have an Apple phone, there's a health app. You'll see it. It's a little white box with a red love heart in the middle. Yeah. yeah. I'll say a love heart. It's just a heart. It's a heart yeah. yeah <laughs> click on that and it tells you you can go through each day and it tracks it and tracks it and tracks it. So you can go back to like two years ago. How many steps did I do on February the 3rd, yeah, 2017? Yeah. And you can go back and you can have a look and, and you, you can, can use, compare. Yeah, you can use Ten, that motivation yeah. as well, man. Let's give some people, let's give, let's give people some knowledge. How many steps per day? 10,000, isn't it? Uh, it depends. It depends. If, if you stu- like, you know, like... I'm sure that's the guideline, 10,000. But if people are struggling, like, to try, like, getting into fitness, yeah. I always think the the best best way to start, just make sure you get your 10,000 steps in a day. Yeah, and they, they like, do, it might sound... It might sound a bit daunting, that, but I think it's, like, I think it's about four and a half mile, and that might sound a bit daunting as well, but they all do add up, like, when you're walking yeah, yeah. around at work and stuff like that, and, like, 
before I've even gone to the gym or anything, just at work walking around a plot that I'm working in, yeah. I'll probably will have clocked up about five thousand steps. It's mad how much distance you do actually cover. They do work. They do work. Like I'm not saying these these watches are absolutely hundred percent accurate because they're hard to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. unless you're going to spend a lot of money on a Harley and then they'll get it bang on. But yeah, they work for motivational skills. Like if you set your calories right, I'm eating this much. Uh, I need to burn this much, and then your watch or your phone will tell you, right. You've got to burn fifty more calories. It might, you might not burn exactly fifty calories, but in the, if you go for a brisk walk, my, my watch tells me go for a brisk walk for twenty minutes. You'll burn, you'll hit your calorie goal. Yeah, yeah, and it gets you up. You're like, oh, I want to do it, and it, it does motivate you. And it, they do work. That's that's one thing with the the apps and the watches and stuff. I will give them. They do help motivate you. Like my watch tells me to stand up and everything. You know. Yeah, yeah. Which is good. It is. It's good. What what. It's better coming from you because you're a personal trainer. Say if somebody who's watching this podcast mm-hmm. or watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, they're struggling to, like, where to start. What free... We won't go diet, we'll just go fitness-wise. Yeah, yeah. Three tips to these people who are struggling to get going or they don't know where to start. What would you advise them? Um, first of all I go down the route of friends friends and family is anyone into fitness in your friends and family ask their advice friends and family are always going to be there and they're always going to be give you the right advice or whatever yeah. they might, might not necessarily be full of knowledge second one make the decision so I'm going to change the order of that you've got to, first of all you've got to make the decision to commit to what you, what you want to do where you want to go you're actually going to do it. Don't do this January four weeks and then fire it off. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't make make the decision and stick with it. I don't believe in them time scales either. Why do you have to start on a Monday? Why do you have to start in January? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time like yeah. what? But and then speak to friends and family, and then because then a big a big thing with training is support as well. Yeah. Like if you've spoke to friends and family. This is about my opinion. If you support to friends and family, then they're willing to support you on your, on your fitness journey or whatever you want to call it. I don't care what you call it. Then that makes a huge difference. And the third one, if you really want to, if you really, if you're really, really struggling, then that's why you go for a trainer. Yeah. And then if you or once you've got to the point where yeah you've started and you don't know where to go next, then get yourself a trainer. How many, on average, the clients that you have? Do some like how long will they s- stick training with you? I've never really had a problem with retention, like client retention. Like I say, like I have, it varies. Like I have people who train once a week. I have people who train three times a week. Uh, I have one person who I train sometimes, and then we can sit there for like half an hour of the hour session talking. As in, not just about bullshit. I mean, talking about training. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what they need to do next, or just basically passing on knowledge and like, let's make this change, let's do that, and that, and that, that seems to help it, that person mentally big time, like because they're just checking in really and then saying, right, what can I do to enhance this? What can I do to enhance this? Blah blah blah. And then we'll train in between, like, and it works out half like, and half. So like, that person I'll see like once a month, and then I would like I said. Some people three times a week, some yeah. people twice a week, some people once a week. 
it completely varies. Because some people, like I said before, there's so many reasons why people have a trainer. What could be motivation? It could be uh, a confidence issue, like they feel better when just when someone's stood there, or they won't even walk through the door unless they knew they had an appointment with a personal trainer. That uh, that sort of thing. And the other one is uh, they just want to take it to the next level and they need a push. So everybody needs a push sometimes. Yeah. I do it a lot where, well, not a lot, sorry, rephrase that. I, I do it. I'll get to a point where I set myself a workout and I'll plateau and I'll, I'll stay on that. I'll set, I'll, I'll, I know when I'm plateauing and I'll go, right, next week I'm changing this. I'm going to make it more interesting. I'm bored of shit of this workout. Yeah, yeah. I've got to keep it exciting. And that's what, because I've done this for such a long time, it just falls naturally to me. Yeah. Where people go to the gym and they'll go, I, I, I'm on this machine, I'm on this machine, I'm on this You do that for six months, you're not going to stick it, are you? No. People have asked me in the past, what's the best workout to do to lose body fat? What's the best workout to get fit? What's the best workout to... There's no answer. The best workout, the only answer is, the, be- the best workout is the one you enjoy. Yeah. If you enjoy it, then you're going to do it. If you don't enjoy it, it's going to put you off. Yeah. The last thing I want to ask, I want to ask you, do you think relationships can, so say you've got boy meets girl, boy's attracted to girl, boy trains, girl doesn't train, but she's still an attractive girl. Um, either he's then, She's got a few bad habits, and then this is the boy. It's pen. <laughs> she gets a, she gets a, a few bad habits. Uh, he's got she's got a few bad habits, but yeah. she's got a shit up metabolism. Doesn't matter. She's always looked the yeah. same. She's always been in good shape. Boy falls into trap. Do you think that happens a lot? Yeah. Boy stops training. Yeah. It's happened to it, me before. Yeah. Yeah. Can that's just people get comfortable, man, and they're just like. Yeah, they're like, and it can be the other way around as well. It's like some lads yeah. can, can eat anything, and they're just yeah, like yeah, nothing yeah. changes. I just, I just don't understand why. Like, for me, I've never. I started, like I said, I started training when I was lifting weights when I was fifteen. Because I, I, gen, I, I weren't doing it to. I was doing it to feel. Number one, it was a hobby. Yeah. I enjoyed lifting weights. Number two, I did it. Not to make myself look good, but to feel better within myself. Yeah. And that's why confidence. I always lifted weights. Gives you confidence. Well, why then, like, save other people like the same as me that did it? And then and then it becomes a hobby as well. For, and yeah. then it's part of everyday life. And it was then from 15 all the way through. Yeah. Obviously, it started working. Because you got into your yeah, routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. An, an hour of my day was dedicated to the gym. Um, but why do you think it is then... Then, like, because that's been your hobby for you know, it was my hobby for so long, and it's been other people's hobbies for so long. Why then? Because you're doing it for yourself, yeah. Maybe subconsciously, you're doing it to look good to attract yeah, yeah, yeah. to attract a mate. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I don't. I just don't understand. And it happens to so many people. Yeah, it does, get... It's happened to me, and I, even I ask, ask him, asking myself the question: Why am I not training anymore? Yeah, but it, it goes back to it, the hour, though, doesn't it? The hour yeah. thing. You go. Well, yeah. There's that. There's time. This is my view on it, anyway. There's time. Firstly, love is blind. So, like, you literally, if you, when you 
you're settled, you're happy. Yeah, it doesn't it, matter what. It doesn't yeah, matter. No, it doesn't. Anything, I don't need that anymore. And then you can fall into the trap of, yeah, I'll just eat what this other piece of, this person's metabolism is like, unreal. They don't put any weight on, they can eat whatever they want. They might not be healthy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they just get away with it because they don't put any body fat on. And then you'll be like, oh, I'll just eat the same. I'm always with that person. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Uh, and then it's, you get seriously comfortable and it's like, yeah, well, this is it for life. Like, like you will be part. And then there will be a point where you think, because everyone has this, everyone has a self-conscious where they'll go, oh, that shit. Yeah, yeah. I want to I change it. And it's just making that change. Even with people when you see, like, you've been in shape and then they're not in shape anymore because they've done, they've met someone and done all that. Maybe, not saying this is everyone, but I reckon a good percentage of them is thinking, I'm never going to say it, but I wish it was back where I was. Like, not without that person. I'm yeah. saying, I wish my body was back, like, I wish I was back in shape. And some people just don't take that opportunity to go, right, I'm going to change it. I'm going to do it. And they've been there before, so they've been, they know how to do it, but sometimes it's even harder because they've gone the other way. Yeah. As in, like, yeah, they started off like a young book like you, like you're probably not having much body fat, like started it in the gym, you got results. Why are you smiling? <laughs> because <laughs> before I discovered the wall sausage rolls. But <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, then like you didn't have much body fat, you got results in the gym, but then you get you get settled down and then you go completely the other way. Like you you, you start putting weight on and from going from a skinny not like skinny but like a normal percent body fat to muscly then to going back to, yeah. to oh, it's harder to come back, and it is always harder. You'll always put on, you can always put on weight quicker than you can take it off. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's making you've got to commit to that decision. It's like you've got to say, I want to make this change now. It's not going to happen overnight. I'm going to stick with it. And you can tell the people like like back to the gym thing. You can tell the people you, the people stay, don't they? Yeah. The you... people just stay stay at the gym who really want to make the change. It's not a fad. It's, it's, you, you see the same people, don't you, yeah, every day? Yeah. At the same times, you have you've got to stay mentally strong. Um, you've got to even keep it even when yeah, even when you are the worst worst time worst time for me was I was going through a phase where I was like I was really fucking like anxious. I was I, yeah. I was I was suffering with, like, with anxiety, and I'd sit on the couch. I think right. I need to go, but I just couldn't yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get myself there. This is just before I was going on that health kick yeah. that I went on last year, and I just, I just couldn't. And then one day, I fucking, I thought bollocks to this. Went into, went into my room, put my gym gear on, looked at myself in the mirror. Actually, that's a lie. I watched a Tyson Fury video. It was, <laughs> Ty, it was Tyson Fury who inspired me. Yeah. Right? You know when he when he first started getting back on it. Yeah, yeah. Before he had his first fight back against Seferi. Um, he did an Instagram video, and he said, uh, "I woke up one morning. This is before this is before he'd shed any weight. He said, "I went. I woke up in the morning, and he said, oh, look at you, you big fat pig.' <laughs> and I'll never forget that line. Look at yeah, the state yeah. of you, you big fat pig. And then I thought to myself, that kept like replaying in my head every day. Legend. And then one day, that I remembered that quote, and I put my gym gear on, looked at myself in the mirror, and I said, "Look at the state of you, you big fat pig. Let's <laughs> fucking go. Let's go to work." And then I started. And then I started training again. And then I've, I've, luckily, I've been back in there since 
apart from the Hiltzatica. So people yeah. do suffer from that with like, like it's, you just got because of the way they look, they don't want to go. Yeah, the gym. sometimes like, I might sound like a fucking psychopath saying this. Sometimes I do look at myself in the mirror and say it's fucking you versus you. Just yeah, fucking yeah. only you can change it. Nobody else is gonna like fucking pick you up and drop you in the gym. Just go and fucking do it. Exactly. Do you know exactly. what I mean? If you if if you're unhappy, if you're unhappy about the way you look, just do you just do something about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But don't don't make these excuses. Yeah, don't make the excuses up. Just don't moan to your fucking friends. Don't sack the same people who say, Oh, um, I've only had I've only had a fucking you know, I've only had two two bits of toast and fucking a can of beans since Wednesday and I've still not shifted a pound. Yeah. When 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 deep down they know that they've had a McDonald's, they've had this, they've had that. You know, some people lie to themselves and then lie to their friends about what they've been doing, what they've been training, but you're not you're just fooling. Yeah. You, you fool, you, you're lying to yourself. You know, there, there has there's been people in the past who I've met that say they've been doing this in the gym, but they're doing that in the gym, they're sticking to this diet and they've not seen no change. Bollocks. They're lying to himself and yeah. they're lying to all the fucking friends as well. What I, I don't see the point in that. Yeah, exactly. I, I have a client, luckily, touch wood, my clients are dead honest. They just tell if Honesty's been, the best. If they've been eating shit, they just tell yeah. me they've been eating shit. And it's like, I don't know whether that's... Like, again, it's like the online thing. It's like they feel as though they can tell me they've been eating shit and they'll be like, right, let's just change it. Let's just let's just sort it out. Let's do something to make it better. Where if someone's giving you a diet on an online app and you go eat shit, they're yeah. not even asking you what you've been eating. They're just like, right, okay, this is next week's one. Yeah. You're not getting that, that human interaction where you can make changes, you can help a conversation can make a big impact yeah a huge impact to a frame of mind a huge huge yeah. impact where you don't get that I agree with you there I really do so making the impact I want you I want to help people find you and you can make an impact in their life and change their ways of training and make a difference to their life so tell tell the people where they can find you um <clears throat> what kind of services do you offer? Uh, you can basically find me on any any social media, Facebook, Instagram. Don't use Twitter so much, so don't go down the Twitter road. Business cards, they'll be, they'll be dotted around Preston and Leyland in places. Uh, they're actually my old ones. There'll just be a different logo on the front, but it says same thing. Uh, all my details are on, on, on social media, but basically what I offer is get in touch. Uh, we'll see where you're at. Tell me what you want to do dead honest and open about it and then I'll be honest with you if I can get you there we can work together and do it and if you're watching on video Instagram this is this is the uh, the exact Instagram name so just so anybody listening on audio it's HGB personal training on Instagram there might be a hyphen in there HGB hyphen hyphen personal training yeah. don't on, go to other one without a hyphen on, <laughs> on Instagram and what are what are your um, your parameters where's the furthest you'll go because there might be some other folk in the northwest listening to this in the northwest of England and actually people who are, who are messaging from from afar can is there any service you could provide for example somebody from Say Ireland. There is. Uh, On Skype. <laughs> no, there is, but it's, it's, it comes down. I value my time. 
I, I, I price my packages. I price my hourly rates. I price my, for what I think I'm worth, and I stand by that. So, if I'm training someone in Ireland and they need, like, to check in at least an hour, an hour a day on Skype or whatever, and then they need me to visit over there, it's going to cost. Yeah, yeah. It's going to cost, and it's just not going to be cheap. Uh, but I'll do it, but I'll give you a price and you might not like it. Yeah. To people in Ireland, there are trainers in Ireland that are as good as and better than me. Yeah. So I'd say go you local, just, yeah, yeah. Do you just stick to the Lancashire region then? Yeah, yeah. I'm basically yeah. living in Lancashire at the moment. I mean, I haven't I haven't got the resources or anything as of yet to, to, to go further afield. Yeah. Uh, all the time yeah because uh, travel time is a big thing like I can see why people do this thing online because it's a good money maker yeah just one after another like a revolving door like I I respect I, try, I respect you though for not going down that route I don't you're think actually I investing ever, your time yeah. in, in I, your clients I won't go down that route I don't think because I, I enjoy the human connection yeah as in like I'm not just in this for money I'm really not. I, I'm really passionate about it. Uh, I want people to get the result. The, the biggest reward for me is not the money at all. It's when people reach that target. Uh, there's been times when people and certain clients will vouch for this. I'm happier that a client has managed to deadlift 100 kilograms uh, with perfect technique. I'm happier than when I fucking do it. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I jump through hoops for them. I'm like, yes, get in there. Perfect. They nailed it. And it's stuff like that. Like I get such a personal satisfaction from this job. It's unreal. And I kind of forgot that when I went into building trade. I lost it. Yeah. And then when I came back, it's just, this isn't, it is work, but I don't feel like, there's all that old sayings like, you find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Well, that's it. Genuinely, that's how I feel about it. Genuinely. I, I, even doing all the other stuff, I like, I, I, I say to my clients, like, oh, you don't have to, they'll be like, you don't have to do that for me. Don't, Listen, I, I enjoy it. Don't you worry about it. This is, it's a hobby as well as a job. Don't worry about it. Love it. Yeah. And that's coming back to picking your trainer. Like, you've got to find someone who cares like that. Well, yeah, of course. Don't find, like, sometimes, yeah, some trainers are good. They're really busy. But sometimes the busy, busiest trainer isn't, the one who squeezes you in is not going to give you the attention that you no, need. No, no, no. Well, I hope um, everybody who's listened or watched this podcast today has learned, uh, can take something from this, because this this is the main reason that I, I do do these podcasts. That's why um, I came, really, not just because he asked me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I hope, I hope everybody's enjoyed it and they've took something from it. Thanks a lot for coming along, Tom. No worries, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, if you did like the podcast, and if you're on YouTube watching us, then... Make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the yeah. thumbs up if you did like it, and leave a little little comment, some feedback. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe over there and leave a review as well. And if you're on Spotify, you can follow. Um, like Tom said, his business name is here if you're watching on the old YouTube. If not for the audio listeners, once again, it's HGB Personal Training over on the old Instagram. So, thanks again, Tom. No worries. Well... Well, well, see you next time, or you'll hear from me next time. Peace. One last thing I say, one last thing. Go on. <laughs> Just, we touched on it before, then, but let me actually get it out. When you make that, if you were going to make that decision to bet yourself, forget about everyone else. There's a lot of people, when we talk about the anxiety, like you were saying, you didn't want to get to the gym and stuff. 
forget about everyone else. This is about you and you only. So get stuck in, get it done, get it polished off, work hard. Forget well, who's looking at you, what's happening around you. It's all about you sorting it out. Stick at it. That's the perfect way to end the podcast. <laughs> Thank no you very much. No worries, nice one, Tom. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>